I think you I lost should. you, Andy. Are you still there? Can yes. you hear me? Hello? Yes. Yes, I can Hello? hear you. Hello? Yes, stop! I can hear you. Welcome to another episode of Up Next, a music podcast, a spooky music podcast, a podcast where we nail the intro. (laughs) That was my (laughs) co-ghost, Stephen (laughs) Steffes. Very good, Andy. I like that. Hi, hi, Andy. Hi, everyone. Who are you? I'm Andy. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, I said that. Yeah. You know, um, I was nailing this goddamn intro, and you just had to spook it up. As you said, it's part of the brand at this point. You know, it's glorious how we don't say some words because it's like has terrible origins. Mm. You know, such as, you know, like so, flamer. If you're refer, you know that phrase would not a good term to call I don't, somebody. I don't say that word. Well, yes, one doesn't say it, but it has origins in burning. You know, when which you could be a witch if you are a woman that could do math or do something, or if you were found out to be queer, and that's where that term comes from. But hmm. spooky comes from the racial slur "spook" against black people. I also don't use that word, but spooky is okay. Is it? Now I'm wondering. I mean, technically, I mean, technically, uh, you know, that same com- uh, the people that are against all of the words should be against that. But low-key, I'm not going to stop saying something spooky. Uh, got that spooky podcast with my friend Sonique, and we call them the Spooky Squad, and that alliterates, yeah. and we can't stop now. Don't some people use the word spook to refer to, like, spies or, like, government agents? Maybe. I have no idea. No, I just said it out loud. I probably, um, yeah, yeah, spook, informal, a spy. Hmm. Hmm. Well, then never mind. Uh, I mean. I, 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 well, I still think what you said at the beginning is valid, and we probably should cancel each other and the show. And well, everyone this was that very uses nice. The term spooky. Yeah, this was very nice. Uh, well, I'll see you later. Yeah. Bye. Just kidding. We're here to talk about spooky songs. Yeah, it's our first and maybe last annual Halloween special. Oh, and shit, it's episode 13. Look how well that worked out. Wow. You're serendipitous planning of shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I meant that for sure. I I procrastinated on starting the show just long enough so that our first Halloween episode would be episode thirteen. You know, I got so into this episode, I almost forgot to ask, "How the hell are you?" <laughs> um, if I had to summarize all the complexities of the human experience as I'm experiencing it in this moment into just one word, I would say, I'm fine. How are you? That was two words, so you already failed. Well, fine is one word. You said, I'm fine. <sighs> Got me Sigh same. and breathe into that mic all you want. You say that a lot. any less wrong. <laughs> well, you sigh into the mic a lot. No, no, no. You, you, you do the whole, like, you can do X all you want, but you're still Y. <laughs> I like it. I'm a fan. It's, it's my MO. Yeah. Uh, how are you, Andrew? I've never been better. <laughs> I hate work, but other <laughs> than that, I'm fine. <laughs> they don't listen to this. One day I should just call them all out by name. you like, Declan, you make too much money. Uh, calling you out, I guess. 
<laughs> other than that, um, great. Um, I'm going to find out who Declan is and email this to him. Please do. I dare you. Fuck Declan. So, anywho, what is the story with this episode, Andy? What are we doing? It's a bit different than our normal episode. Well, we did not do an album, per se. <laughs> but we just... we. I'm shocked you, you uh, suggested we do it in this fashion because it is so chaotic and not orderly. And that just ma- must have had your mm, anal yeah, was... retentive butt puckering. It's anal attentive, but anal retentive is so much funnier to me. Um, hmm. I don't know how anywho. to respond to that. Yeah, I mean, definitely breaking the mold, deviating from the established pattern is very stressful for me, so I hope you appreciate that I did this of my own volition. I do. Well, it also helps that it uh it helps the the variance, right? Cuz we're doing we 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 each picked the old Steve and I picked five songs apiece that were spooky in some way shape or form. It dealt with the spooky. It dealt with the macabre. It dealt with something downright scary. Absolutely. If it, if it was one of those, it made it into our playlist. Steve really embraced the heart of what the music that brought us together (laughs) i definitely thought of things on the fly (laughs) yeah i think it's a pretty good playlist i i'm excited to jump into it but before we do i just wanted to to ask andy like what what are you like a big halloween guy i really like halloween yeah i do is that Uh, related to your love of the horror genre I don't know. It's just, it's the spooky and the season and the crunch of the leaves and the free candy and the punching children that take my candy. Hmm. It's, <laughs> that's never happened. But, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, horror movies are nice, spooky things. And then also just not horror or scary, but spooky, right? You can, a lot of folklore is spooky. It's mm. not necessarily the urban legend campfire stories that try to make you wet yourself at boy scout camp um not speaking from experience there i've that's never happened (laughs) um that's not a joke i'm saying this very matter of factly i've never pissed my pants in a tent (laughs) as a child (laughs) or a teenager (laughs) what about you are you a fan of spooky no because you're a little shit um I think I'm pretty neutral on like spooky, scary horror, but like on Halloween specifically, I really have very little attachment to it um, because I grew up in a weird uh, born again Christian household where Halloween was banned. <laughs> so, yeah. So I grew up never partaking in any of the trick or treating or other fun festivities. This um, just blows again. We've said this, dear listeners, or I have. It just is crazy that this was your youth of not having fun oh yeah it was uh it was strange but don't worry we are not subjecting my son to the same fate he will be either a kangaroo or spider-man for halloween this year he hasn't chosen yet don't give him free choice yeah quite the opposite <laughs> we raised my child jumping out in sheets and scaring him yeah we, we... we raise, we're raising him in in the ways of the occult <laughs> 
He wakes up every morning and I jump out in my Freddy Krueger outfit. <laughs> so, so I'm very neutral on Halloween, but I, I did just, and, and like, I want people, I just want people to be happy. So if you're like really into Halloween, that's cool. But like, I think we all just have to get on board with the idea that Halloween is a holiday for children. Can we at least like agree on this point? This is a children's I wouldn't say day. that. I wouldn't say that. I don't know, man. I think adults that are way too into Halloween, like, there, there's something, like, like their FBI agent should pay extra close attention to them and, like, maybe just, like, you know, poke around their basement once in a while, see what's going on. I notice you say this about all things that are fun. Everything that is great <laughs> in life, you have to try and like, infantilize it. That's not a joke so much as a real criticism of how you live your life. What is childlike about dressing up in costumes and getting shit-faced? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing less... Mm, there's nothing sad about, like, a 36-year-old, like, sad office worker at the bar at 2 a.m. dressed as freaking Iron Man, just shit-faced. See, but you're you're going, I think, you're not attacking Halloween, because if you strip that guy of the Iron Man, I feel like that's something this person would do any day of the week, regardless of Halloween. <laughs> he fair. just isn't wearing the Iron Man costume. <laughs> um, fair, fair point. Fine, I'll stop being a killjoy for now. Yeah, you have just a dumb child. You have to enjoy this shit. No, yeah, and like I will on his behalf because he is a child, so it's appropriate for him to be like really into it. And then when he's 25 and invites you to his house to get shit-faced on Halloween, <laughs> are you going to tell me you're not going to enjoy that? How old is he now? So 25? Yeah, that, you'll still be able to handle alcohol. <laughs> you're assuming a lot right there. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It's pretty yeah. rough right now. <laughs> but you know uh, what you can handle? very little songs oh yeah 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 should we should we dive into our playlist yeah how do you want to do this do you want to just go through our playlist like with our switching off and then we we rate each song yeah i mean we can do ratings or not it's up to you we can be more cash this time um i I don't really prepare ratings for any of them honestly but i was thinking maybe we just go in the order that we drafted them uh last episode so let's do that and yeah, not to not to be outdone with Steve being unprepared with ratings. I didn't write any notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into it with uh, the first track from our playlist, which I think it, I, we're going to find out if we have the same order here. Uh, Spooky Mormon Helldream from the Book of Mormon. Spooky Mormon Helldream from the Book of Mormon. I picked it because it has spooky in the name. It's right in the name. Oh, I definitely did the thing where I was just searching my library for like Halloween, scary, horror, spooky. That was just, I. it's the first on our playlist because it was the first thing that genuinely popped into my mind. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just silly. It's got the, spooky right, right in the name. The, the Book fitting. of Mormon is a great musical. Uh, you should watch it. It's by the South Park guys. It's very South Park. It's hilarious. And the music, they write very good music. South Park movie, really good music. Um, when they do dumb musical shit in the show, 
phenomenal. So the Book of Mormon is no different. And this song is just the impetus is that, you know, one of the Mormon dudes abandons his friend because it's not his mission trip isn't going the way he planned. And he just mm-hmm. has a dream about going to hell. <laughs> and it's Similar just to the dream he must have had when he wants ate a donut that he wasn't supposed to eat. Very good. Someone listened to the track. Oh, yeah. Many times. Many times. Uh, yeah, it's, a it's, it's silly. <laughs> it's a, it's yes, definitely it's... a musical tune. <laughs> yeah, I tend to be biased against musicals and show tunes. Yeah, because you have no joy. We talked yeah, about they're, this. They're just generally too like uh, emotive and yeah, joyous. Well, but I, I really enjoy the song. It's fun. Nice. It's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like when, you know, the like Genghis Khan and Hitler show up. Yeah, I, I love that it's um like Genghis Khan, Adolf Hitler, and then like Jeffrey Dahmer and Johnny Cochran. Yeah. <laughs> like very differing levels of overall human suffering caused by those people. <laughs> Johnny Cochran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got a couple of guys that like responsible for millions and millions of deaths and like the guy that got like one murder, you know, off. Got him off. Hmm. Unfortunate. Phrasing. I thought he had a couple. I don't know. I'm not a white woman into murder podcasts, so I, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. But yeah, in the song, I, like musically, I I like the. There's a lot of like creepy church organ and bells that helps with like the spooky vibe. Um, it's pretty rocking, especially like the Satan hell portion. It's a bitching guitar solo. It's a lot of fun. Dude, yeah. The sweet Jesus. dick guitar solo, yeah. <laughs> yes, you said it. Uh, Jesus makes an appearance. Mormon Jesus, which I don't know if that's the same as the other Jesus. But, you know, he makes an appearance. That's fun. I always do to also like, and that's just kind of the running gag in a lot of the South Park stuff, is that Mormon is the right answer in all these. I think that happens in the movie when they're in hell and shouting the demons you know i was a devout catholic i was the best you know whatever and and the person leans and says the answer was mormon everybody <laughs> mormon we were looking for mormon yeah um, i have one and i feel bad now because i don't know if this was an encounter with a mormon missionary or a latter-day saints missionary is that the same or are they different it's the same it is okay so the church of latter-day we- saints Okay, same thing. So uh, my wife and I were on vacation in Madrid, sitting in a park, and a Mormon missionary came up to us and started um, like talking to us in Spanish, and um, like it seemed to me to be like not great Spanish, but I am also not a native Spanish speaker, so I was like, well, he's <laughs> we're in Spain. Uh, he started the conversation in Spanish, so I like responded in my bad Spanish. Um, and then we like exchanged a few sentences before he was like, "Are you American?" <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it was very funny. Um, and you know, he didn't give us too much of the hard sell. We kind of told him we were like all set on that front, and uh, he kind of, you know, moved on to the next one. Yeah, that's gotta suck being a missionary. It's not for me, that's for sure. But yeah, I really, I, I really enjoyed the song. It's uh, it's just got a great energy. It's funny. It's a bop. I'm glad you appreciated it. The final detail that I really like about this is that in the character's own dream, like in his own head, 
it is referred to as a Mormon hell dream. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good catch. That is a good catch. (laughs) I don't know why that cracked me up so much. Anyway. Shall we move on? Burning it down. This made me want to play Tony Hawk so hard. Yes, in particular, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. So let me introduce this one. Uh, 96 Quite Bitter Beings by the band CKY. Um, so why did I pick this song? So when I was, I did spend a fair amount of time, believe it or not, in picking my songs for this episode. And I was kind of like dividing up like the different types of like spooky or horror that there are. And I think this one kind of fit into just like general feels like it could be a horror movie type thing you know there's just a lot of like killing yeah yeah um and also it's just super nostalgic for me like this song just takes me back to a very particular time and place like you mentioned it was in a tony hawks pro skater game it was in um an episode of jackass like it's just oh man i hear this and it just takes me back to once again my super badass uh skating rebellious you're super phase. badass you remember that infamous <laughs> super badass phase you had <laughs> yeah um but yeah man i just like just musically i just love that main riff that serves as like the intro and hook um it's just so so catchy it's amazing and i love yeah. what the drummer does during that bit like the way he kind of mirrors the guitar part <laughs> Take it, take it, take it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. And as far as the lyrics, like it's obviously just like about this town of Hellview with very unfriendly inhabitants that just uh, you know kill anybody that stumbles through. I read this is actually part of a trilogy of songs across a few different albums about yeah. this town. Um, and again, like this is one of those things i think this happens a lot with like horror and spooky things where like if you take it at face value it can be just kind of funny and like this is kind of a funny song i think i it really well when i had the lyrics up to like you were touching on it kind of really painted the picture of how how many stories or horror movies where it's you know you go to this small town and all the residents are just yeah. gonna fuck you up um, yeah it's, it's pretty cliche it made me but it seemed, I don't know, the vibe of the music helped sell it. That's true. Yeah, and, like, I don't I don't hold that against it. Like, the fact, like, I, I don't get the sense that this is a band that took themselves or takes themselves terribly seriously. So, like, just if you just, like, read some of the lyrics and listen to how the guy's delivering, it's like, that that's pretty funny. <laughs> 96 quite bitter beings like to stack the bodies high. Yeah, fucking my... hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so damn funny. I think my favorite bit is, like, there's a... In one of the later verses, there's sort of like the the gang vocals singing kind of low. <laughs> the words they say are "they've deleted all the tourists at the bottom yeah. of the lake." That's like once again, like that just cracks me up. That's funny as hell. Anyway, I love the song. Oh, that's good. Taking me back, bringing me back. Speaking of bringing oneself back, the third song on our halloween super spooky playlist is a song that i'm not convinced is actually spooky so we'll talk about that but it's a helena by a band you've probably never heard of my chemical romance shut up don't you dare make a joke at their expense 
greatest band ever. <laughs> but I I do I do love me. My Chemical Romance was the band, you know, when this album came out, three what is it? Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. When it yeah. came out when I was in we were in eighth grade when that came out. Oh really? Um, I'm not I okay. I don't think I discovered it until high school for sure. I remember I'm not okay. And that made me want to buy a guitar so I could learn how to play guitar. That's awesome. And there yeah. were several songs on this that I definitely committed to memory on drums. But yeah. What a great album. Yeah, it is. It's sick. It's of the time. It's amazing. So much emotions. Uh, shorten it. You could call that emo. I, <laughs> I, I think their vibe is definitely more spooky than a lot of their songs are. Yes. Um, yeah, especially looking at the lyrics of this in Genius, shout out to Genius, uh, sponsor us. It's apparently about his grandma and how rough he took her death. Yeah. Which is not what I would have thought. Just <laughs> again, you know, it, it also helped that this. No, you were, you were like in the first verse, he says the word hearse. So this is definitely a spooky horror song. Well, I was more thinking the vibe of the music video because. This oh, is I also don't, I don't know that I've seen that. I probably did way back in the day, but Oh man, yeah. I remember I, it. When I was younger watching all the fuse and the MTV two in the morning when they actually played music videos, and that's what I would get ready to for school. Uh nice. Fuse TV was awesome. Yeah, so so the music video is very well burned into my brain. And yeah, it it again is it's more of the imagery could be spooky. But it itself is not a song about spooky things. It's about being upset yeah. about someone being dead. And then you... Which I, and I mean, then like, dead, you, death de- and dead people, it's kind of inherently spooky, I guess. So, you know. It is truly spooky. Hey, yeah. You know, how scared are you if you go to a cemetery and a ton of living people come out of the ground? Not at all. <laughs> but if they were dead, <laughs> I'd be terrified. You know, I think I'd be scared in either, in either instance, Andy. Honestly. Yeah, because you're a little shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i you know it's a, i feel like you don't have to like who doesn't love this song i was gonna say like yeah i i it, it kind of it is what it is like it's my chemical romance it's a really yeah. good like mid-aughts pop emo song like yeah <laughs> they they were really good at what they did for a while there hell fucking yeah really nice high level thoughts <laughs> I mean, come on! Like you said, everyone knows this song. They don't. They don't need to hear us schmucks talk about it. Yeah, and again, if you want to go at it for lyrical to- content, we hit it. Yeah. So, like, get off our back, okay? Yeah. Get off. And our honestly, ba- hypothetical listener giving us a hard time, you can't give us a hard time until you go fill out our listener polls on the albums we've talked about, okay? So you start pulling your weight, we'll start pulling Subtle ours. Subtle pitch. You know that was. That this was is like, there is give and take in relationships, okay? Yeah. That's true. I mean that's what I've heard. That's beautiful, man. That's that's poetic. Kinda <laughs> makes me want to sing you a country death song. Alright, so I picked this one. Country death song. Uh a tune by Milwaukee's own Violent Femmes. Uh, this came out on their album Hallowed Ground, which in and of itself has a very spooky album cover uh, in 1984. 
Um, I picked this song because, once again, in my categorization of the types of spooky and horror, this one just struck me as like a very like psychological horror story and song. I also just like the Violent Femmes. Yeah, I was gonna. The song very much is a Violent Femmes. Uh, yeah, actually, um, I am seeing with my very special lady friend the Violent Femmes in concert tomorrow night. Wow! With a uh, Flogging Molly and Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. I am what very excited. Inter- <laughs> How excited is your very special lady friend? Very. She she likes uh, the Violent Femmes a lot, and I just learned tonight that she apparently also likes Flogging Molly, which is news to me. I'm wow, excited that's, about. I think the only people. The only person I've ever gotten my special lady friend to see is Motion City and Justin Courtney Pierre, his solo shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, she doesn't. I tried to see if she wanted to go to Riot Fest. She absolutely did not. Well, that's what I'm there for. I'll be your lady at Riot Fest. This song also made me want to play Tony Hawk just because the Violent Femmes in general made me want to play Tony Hawk. <laughs> Typical reaction. But yeah, this is just a, like, it's a pretty messed up song, but I think it's a good song. It's a nice folk tune um, about a a guy out of desperation resolving to, uh, well, kill his family rather than see them all starve to death um, and basically follows him through carrying out the act on one of his children and then, uh, well, not being able to live with that. Yeah, that's it's, it. It's pretty fucking dark. Did you have any thoughts on the song, Andy? No, you said them. i guess one thing i like just from like a sort of storytelling perspective is like it takes him like four verses to kill his daughter like it's not like one of those things which i think just like helps build the suspense like he doesn't just say like well then i killed my daughter it's like four verses of him like lying to her luring her you know out to the the caves or whatever and um i thought that was really effective they're also really good at you know, it is folky rockabilly punk, so it's the same fucking thing over and over for however <laughs> many it's. And that's not yeah. a dig, because how much music do I like that that's... But they, they're they good at layering and orchestrating things and bringing things in to keep your interest musically. Yeah. And just, like, dynamic shifts, I think. Like, after he, after he pushes the daughter into the well, like, there's this big, like, cacophonous instrumental bridge with, like, a lot more energy and everything um so that was nice really good use of cacophony thank you i was i was a bit nervous about that i wasn't sure i was gonna be able to pull it off you can pull off a good cacoph (laughs) (laughs) the the last thing i wanted to mention in the song is i'd be remiss if i didn't mention that it it definitely has shades of a song by bob dylan called the ballad of hollis brown which is a very similar folk tune about um well hollis brown who lives on the outside of town um, and has a similar predicament and, uh, you know, takes similar actions. Yeah. Spot on. Hell yeah. Not hell yes, but hell yeah. That's how um, you know you're hip. Mein, mein Vater, I have a question for you. It's Vater. Mein Vater, I have a question for you. <laughs> ja, und Sohn. <laughs> Do you see the Earl Koenig calling to me? <laughs> really nice. Someone looked up the translation. <laughs> This is a beautiful 
fucking spooky. I think this is one of the spookiest tunes on, on this very, fucking playlist. I, you're probably right. It's very spooky. So, uh, the Earl Knig is, it was written before. I meant like, this is one of those songs that people set music to frequently or the poem. So it's a poem from yeah, some it's like old, a folk, like a folk poem, right? Yeah. From some old dead German named Goethe. And then so, uh, but this guy, Franz Schubert, his is like the most famous version. And it's super, you hear it up top, right? Like the, and that is a super hard fucking piano part to play. Like people, pianists can fuck their hands up real bad. Really? Playing that part. It's hard to sustain forever. Uh, like as a non-pianist that doesn't know anything, I'm, a bit surprised by that because it doesn't sound like overly like complicated and technical but i will take yeah. your word for it stretch your hand out like as spread your fingers as wide as they can go and then oh you'd like to see that wouldn't i you? would and then just do, tap that rhythm continuously like and then don't tense up though yeah I mean, i'm is... like a i'm like a drummer i've played like fast hi-hat parts so i can probably do it whatever no big deal i want to see you try it right now <laughs> anyway no no no, no i'm no. gonna see you but no tap it Tap, tap your table. Oh, yeah, I can do this all day. I can do this all day. No problem. <laughs> that is so slow. <laughs> that is so slow, and you are slowing down. <laughs> I'm going to edit this to be super fast and sustained. <laughs> but, yeah. So, but it's, yeah, it's a poem about the Earl Kinnig, which is which is the Elf King. And then the story is just of a man on horseback is taking his son, a man and his son on horseback, and they're riding to get to town. And it's not super specific why they're going to town. Yeah, they're just riding through the woods. They don't just ride, reason. They're riding through the woods, but then the son keeps seeing the elf king coming after him, and the dad's like, oh, you're fucking full of shit. That's just the wind. Or, you know, he explains yeah. everything. Like, the elf king is there. Those are his three daughters. No, that's just, you know, the branches swaying in the wind. And then yes. uh, in the leg- the folklore, I've only looked a little bit of it up, but if the elf king touches you, you die. So, yeah, and, that ha- also. and that happens. And then when the father rides into town, the son's already dead. Mm-hmm. But uh, this particular version of this tune, Schubert's version, is cool because he has... There, he does four distinct characters, which yeah. are in the poem. So you have the narrator, you have the son, the father, and the elf king. Yeah. Are, are you talking about the same version of the song that I put, that I sent you like a screenshot of from the Apple Music playlist? Yes. Well, I'm yeah. telling you that's how it's written and that's how it yeah, is yeah. performed. I didn't... Yeah, I just thought the, the performance from the version that I picked, um, I, I, I really liked the way the vocalist like, differentiated between the different characters yeah and like the way he delivered the vocals mine my <laughs> yeah it's it's super creepy like the yeah just that idea of like the kid being able to see this and like the the earl king like um trying to lure him away with like all these promises of like super like cool shit you know and like getting more and more frustrated the kid is like um rebuffing him i guess is that the right word i don't know okay um and then yeah like the father not being able to see it and like waving it all off is um just normal woods shit very creepy very spooky and i like that like every time 
the child gets a verse and like says my my father my father like he just delivers it more and more like urgently and for, like yeah it's uh yeah very affecting what a beautiful piece of music you dig it you like it i mean like i dig it for what it is i i'm never gonna like just pop this on to listen to it like for wow that's but... because you're not cultured but con- <laughs> guilty as charged speaking <laughs> of not being cultured <laughs> This is like quite the whiplash from uh, track five to track six of this playlist. It's Halloween by The Misfits. Alright, so my explanation for picking this song. First of all, The Misfits are, or at least were, just friggin' badass. Love their whole vibe, love what they're doing. Um, The song is called Halloween, so it seemed like I ought to have picked it. Um, and once again, going back to my, my different genres of spook and horror, I think this one kind of checks the box of just like shock value along with just being about Halloween. Um, and yeah, it's just a good, like straight ahead, old school punk rock song. Yeah. Um, this song is basically what I imagine my parents thought Halloween actually was about. You got dead cats. You got burning bodies, candy apples with razor blades, dead <laughs> children. It's it's all all the classics. This day anything goes. Bo- burning bodies, hanging from poles. Yeah, yeah. That's why I couldn't go out trick or treating. You know, I read uh, in Genius. Shout out to Genius. Give us money. That apparently, and who knows when this annotation was made, and it could be proven wrong now. But there is no evidence of a child ever being hurt from something, you know, purposely put in candy. That does not surprise me. I mean, I'm not shocked that no child has died, but I was shocked mm-hmm. that no child has not been hurt. <laughs> yeah, I always I like I always like when people make fun of that though, because it is always something obvious. Like, make sure to check your candy. I think something's wrong with it, and it would be, you know, something along the line of a a Twix bar, but then a full knife sticking out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you have any other thoughts on Halloween by the Misfits? It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Yeah. it literally is. I I think it's a fun song. Also, um, wanted to mention, I almost, instead of this song, picked Alkaline Trio's cover of the song, which is like a very slow, spooky piano rendition, which is nice, but, um, since I picked Alkaline Trio for another song, I didn't want to double dip. Yeah, that would have been dumb. Yeah. Um, almost <laughs> as dumb as burying oneself alive. This one I might actually take issue with on, on the spooky scale. I don't know. Is this a spooky song? Make your case. Um, The title says Buried Myself Alive. It's just kind of like a sad, whiny emo song, though, about, like, a breakup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's about being in an abusive relationship. But that's scary. I don't know. That's psychological. Mm-hmm. But okay. I, I think you just saw the title of the song, and you were not prepared, so you were like, yeah. Um, would you not argue that the title is spooky in of itself? Yes. Does that, does that carry enough weight for the, for the challenge at hand? I don't know, but that's fine. You know, I'm not going to fight you, because it's a really great song. Yeah, so Spooky or not. Yeah, and I think this is 
This is a significantly better song than Halloween by the Misfits, but it is the same ilk in the sense that we don't have to beat it to death. It is a song I, about sadness. I, I disagree that it's better inherently, but I mean, that's a matter of opinion, so whatever. It's a great song. This whole album was great also. It's been a long time since so I listened to The Used, so thank you for uh, giving me that bit of nostalgia. He screams God at one point, and God is scary because he smites people. <laughs> I mean, if God is really all-knowing and all-powerful, then then God is really responsible for all the scary things that have ever happened. So he's very spooky. The ultimate spook master. I, I did just want to say, though, thank you for reminding me of The Used, and I was reminded of how much I love their drummer. So many, like, nice fills and so much good usage of, like, the splash or similar symbols. Very tasty stuff. It's always refreshing to hear a tasty drummer in a genre where they don't have to be. Yes. Absolutely. 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 You are so boring. You strike me as you are the living dead. Dead by Harley Poe is the next song that I picked. Um, so why did I pick this song? Um, a, I really like Harley Poe, and they have a lot of spooky horror songs. Um, and in my search to cover the various types of horror that I identified, um, this checked the box on zombies, which I think is a, a type of spook and horror that should be represented. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know how you're teasing 96, like, quite bitter beings? on you know Mm -hmm. this is kind of hammy uh, you know it's kind of goofy yeah kind of goofy like like this i don't disagree i I don't think it's a bad song but i I feel like the singer is saying i want to make a song about zombies what layer can i say that makes it kind of a comment on real life and then they made this song yeah i actually um so a i I think it's once again a really good folk tune sorry for subjecting you to two folksy tunes in one episode I know that's not your thing. Um, but I do, I, I actually think, I'm glad you mentioned, like, the sort of connection to, like, real life. What what what, what were you uh, getting at there? Because I have some thoughts. Well, isn't, I don't know, again, based on Genius Lyrics, isn't it talking about, it was commenting on leaving, people wanting to leave a town because all you'll do, you won't go anywhere and you just die there. And so all the citizens of this town are the zombies because it's a dead end town. But then all you're going to do is leave and go to a big city and become the same thing. Mm. So, and relishing in the fact that if you just accept it, then you can, it's kind of the argument of in a zombie apocalypse, what would you do? And then Mm. some people just say, I would die and become a zombie. (laughs) look how hard everyone else is working and look, the zombie has one thing on its mind and it's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I didn't read Genius Lyrics for this song, because it seemed like such a straight-ahead song about just being a zombie. Um, but as I thought about it myself and internalized it, because <laughs> I'm smart, um, I was thinking that, like, yeah, it was like a commentary on, or just a, yeah, a, um, a rumination on the way I thought about it was, like, life just not going the way you thought, right? Like, in the beginning, he's talking about, like, oh, all these other people are shuffling around like zombies, but, like, that's their fate. You know, we're different. We're better. I'm not going to become one of them. And then, you know, a lot of us find out we're not so special. 
boy howdy and i mean some people might say that they feel like the living dead i mean i'm not I'm not speaking from like experience or anything but like you could imagine someone thinking that yeah <laughs> you could could you not <laughs> I just yeah um, you know I I think it's a fine song, it's yeah, and I so I would just say for anyone that like if the song did it at all for you, this album um which is called Satan Sex and No Regrets from 2012, is an awesome album, um I guess just like content warning for like pretty much everything like they go places that you might not want to go but it's it's very good I love it. Steve loves going places, apparently. <laughs> that polite society won't go. I don't but know, you, know where, think, you know where yeah. he won't go? Because he has no damn joy in his life? The town Halloween. Halloween. Yes. In my head, I went for the longest time because I knew these weren't the lyrics, but in my mind I would always go, This is Halloween, motherfucking Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um you know honestly once again you're kind of two for two on show tunes this episode because i i enjoy the song too it's very catchy it's got a just nice overall vibe um i don't know yeah you it's know it's, i've never it's, seen this movie though you really should uh not because your life is significantly lacking without it but uh it might be significantly lacking even with it it was a uh, <laughs> it I was watching this uh, show and it was talking about movies and the, the struggles they had to be made. And it was talking about this movie being made and how Tim Burton actually started it when he was a student at CalArts, I think. Hmm. And then he started working for Disney doing things, I think. He started working for some company, but he was Tim Burton about his shit as in it was weird. <laughs> But then he made, I think, Jack Skellington or something, and then they bought it from him, and they wanted to produce it. But then it ended up being that Tim did too, took too much liberties, I think, and made mm-hmm. it just a very Tim Burton thing, and Disney called it, and that's why it's Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, because oh. D- Disney kind of wanted to distance itself in case it got... <laughs> it's kind of funny, they're, like, distancing themselves, but, like, also giving him more explicit credit yeah right yeah yeah two birds one stone but i mean and this is the opening track in the movie so it's definitely an intro Mm -hmm. Uh, it feels like one but yeah you know it's just a fucking intro song to the this is halloween man this is halloween (laughs) everybody scream in the town of halloween i am the thing hiding under your bed (laughs) you know it's and it's also like that kind of shit very child rhymey but when yes. you watch it, it's very weird. Again, I think I told I, I you, love... as a child, weirded me out. But as an adult, I think it's sick. Yeah. I love all the different characters you get to meet in the song. Yeah, it's Especially the, the, the clown with the tear-off face. T- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which that, really, that image really sticks with you. Yeah, I'm really curious how your mind envisioned it as compared to what it actually is. Yeah, um, I'll have to look that up. Well, hell yes, you do. Yeah, 
the tenth and final track on our Halloween twenty twenty one playlist is Hell Yes from the Alkaline Trio. Some good early Alkaline. Man, what a jam. What a jam. So so I felt I had to pick this song A because I thought Alkaline Trio had to be on the playlist. As we discussed last episode, like they kind of they've um relied on sort of the spooky, scary imagery over the years, more in the early days. Um, and in my pantheon of types of spooky and horror, I did have a category that was just like cult Satan shit. And I thought this, uh, fit into that. <laughs> and actually, I think this song is like a really good example of this band kind of doing like spooky stuff to an extent without like going overboard with like, just like gross out imagery or just like singing about a real world, like murderer. Yeah. Um, man, what a song. This is like probably one of my all-time favorite Alkaline Trio songs and one of my all-time favorite just songs. It's just so good. Yeah, uh, it's just, you've you've done good with your picks of Taking Me Back. Yeah, a lot of nostalgia in this playlist from both of us. Speaking of nostalgia, Andy, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we determined that... <clears throat> um, Our first concert together? Well, we weren't, we didn't know each other, though. We didn't time, know right? each other. Was that Alkaline Trio 2000... Was it like oh five, oh four? Probably it was where, whenever, whenever against the, me. Yeah, I'm sure I was there with our now mutual friend Alfonso. Hey Alfonso, if you're listening, Alfonso, I don't know if you to the show. If you're listening to this, text both of us. Wham bam, thank you ham. And if I don't <laughs> receive it in a week and a half, you're dead to me. Yeah, man. Uh, this is just a really special band to me. Oh my God. So important to me getting into like punk and emo and everything. So I had to include them. They're spooky. This is a cool song about, I always thought it was a song about like kind of turning your back on God or religion and turning towards Satan. But apparently it's Skiba has said that it's a, like a tribute to Anton LaVey, (laughs) which is like the closest thing to Satan you can get, I guess. Right. Yeah. Supposedly. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's a super good pop-punk song. That that main riff is sort of like, in and of itself, a bit sinister-sounding. Um, and then just like, lyrically, I I just like the, bless me, dark father, I have sinned, I've done yeah. it before, I'll do it again. Just It's just that irreverent sort of, uh, you know, middle finger kind of attitude. I'm better now having a good time being selfish and drunken and vulgar and lazy. Just all the things you're not supposed to be, but Matt's enjoying himself. I just, you know, this is just also a nice song with, it really, if you wanted to give someone a nice vibe of what does the rhyme scheme or (laughs) the rhythm of an Alkaline Trio song sound like lyrically, this one. Mm-hmm. kind of you know doing like if it's a four line thing realistically just doing three ver- verses i meant sorry lyrics on three of the lines and then you just write out the fourth one with some palm muting <laughs> they're really into that it's the classic formula <laughs> um speaking of alkaline trio and halloween i would recommend to everyone the live concert dvd from like 2001 i think at the metro um, yeah alkaline trio live at the metro 
um i have that on dvd i haven't busted out in a while um it's a good good concert dvd um the boys are all dressed up in uh they're all dressed up as like catholic priests but with like white face paint with you know blood dripping down their <laughs> out of their mouths and stuff <laughs> they are just so rebellious and ir- irreverent <laughs> yeah at least to like teenage me discovering this band they 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 seemed like the most badass you could get <laughs> it is amazing what can be presented when in your life yes you know if that was presented to me now it's that kind of shit is pretty cliche right and you're you're not phased by it you you don't i'm not i'm i would say i'm neutral i if anything i might think okay we get it you're yeah, edgy. It's a, bit, a bit cheesy yeah it was also like 20 years ago but yeah 20 years ago Yo, man, I mean, around 20 years ago, some, uh, Rage Against the Machine played on SNL with an upside-down flag on an amp, and they were never asked back again. <laughs> so. That's Praxis. Well, um, hmm. Andy, we have covered 10 songs of varying levels of spookiness. Agreed. So I think um, that's... That's the album. Oh wait, no, that's the that's I, the playlist. I was I was thinking, is this is this guy gonna just be on autopilot and say that's an album? <laughs> and lo Feels and behold, you're not in the moment. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, I'm looking at Reddit right now. Um, <laughs> so I guess we can forego the rating portion. I guess we could just arbitrarily rate our playlist. I'm gonna give our playlist like I'm gonna five, give it a five. Five spooky ghosts out of five. Five spooky ghosts out of five. Yeah, I'm biased though. Um, I think all that's left is for you to get us back on our normal schedule and assign some homework. Guess who thought of something ahead of time and isn't giving you an option because I didn't think that hard. Um, you? Yeah, I hope. Yeah, nice. this is me, baby. Uh, it's nice when you at least pretend to care about the show as much as I do. I care, just in a very in a very cool way. <laughs> like, I don't uh, want you... To, I'm not going to let on that you mean anything to me. Are you um, nugging me? Um, I'm going to Google and make sure I use nugging appropriately right there. Oh, did you have to Google that, you dumb piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a backhanded compliment. That was just an insult. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you're so pretty when you're fucking stupid. <laughs> It's so funny when it's not actually happening. <laughs> um, uh, so much to cut from this episode. I thought this would be a short one. I thought this would be a short one. Dude, spooky things are never short. A haunting lasts for a long time. If a hauntings lifetime. only lasted five minutes, horror movies would be non-existent. Oh, father, can you come exercise my house? Just kidding. I got a text. Everything's fine. Anyway, this album that I'm about to assign you slaps hard. This homework is Esperanza Spalding and her album Emily's D Evolution, but it's spelled D plus sign Evolution. And it's amazing. Do you know Esperanza Spalding? Do you know of her? It sounds familiar. Is she like a bassist? Like a jazz bassist? She is a bassist. She is a jazz bassist. Um, I don't remember if she's classically trained, but she is. Jazz- she went to Berkeley, and she is 
stupidly she is stupidly good so good and she sings but yeah she got her uh does a lot of jazz but this one is it's jazz it's clearly jazz influence but uh a little more a little more just epic you know we got some Mm. funk we get some more progressive fusiony shit It's, it's i think you'll enjoy it awesome well Listeners at home, you've got your homework. Listen to De-Evolution by Esperanza Spalding. Did I get that right? You did. Beautiful. And, you know, I'll do the same. I'll listen to that album, and then we'll all get back together a couple weeks and uh, talk about it. Get back on this rodeo we call Up Next. A podcast. For people who like podcasts. (laughs) that's not what you were setting me up for (laughs) do you like podcasts well boy do we have the podcast for you well well andy that feels like a podcast oh damn i always want to say that feels like an episode but are we done here i'll never memorize your your catchphrase we're done here well everyone um stay spooky and uh, have a good halloween Yeah, don't be Steve. Be happy. Enjoy Halloween. Good night, everybody. Spooky style. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) So bad. This is Halloween, the most fucking spooky song.